This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Todd Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. And Molly has the tinny voice today, because Molly always gets to go places. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so lucky. Um, I am sorry that I sound tinny, but I am off this afternoon to the um, Portable Media Expo, which we've been calling the Podcast Expo. I was supposed to go. Why aren't you going? I forgot to ask. (laughs) I'm not going because I'm a cancer. And we don't like to leave the house. I'm a cancer, too. See, but you wanted to go. But I wanted to go. You must have some weird rising sign. (laughs) Yeah, well. I don't know. I'm not into astrology. That's as much as I know right there. I just exhausted my knowledge on the topic. Well, I did manage (laughs) to ask, and I will have a full report on what I find out there, because I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Any chance you could call in tomorrow or no? I don't see why not. No? Okay. I don't want to promise it. No promises, but if we can make it happen timing-wise, that'd be cool. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. My, my panel that I'm moderating is not until 3 in the afternoon. So Okay, first up, big props to the podcast listeners, to the Buzz Out Loud listeners, not only by email, but also in the forums, going nuts. The with, forums are uh, amazing. Some good links. Started a Frapper map for us. I love that. Awesome. Uh, and I'm going to go add myself to it as soon as we get done here. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of the links in our top story, which, of course, is still about Sony DRM, uh, is, are from people sending them to us. Yeah. For instance, Nicholas and uh, one of the guys on the forum that I can't remember both pointed out first Trojan using Sony rootkit Mm -hmm. being spotted. Oh, Cybod, S-I-B-O-D, pointed this out. Yes, as did the register. It is is official. If you are the recipient of the Sony rootkit and you have not received the patch, then Sony has officially endangered your PC. Basically, the Trojan that is out in the wild is a variant of the Breplibot Trojan, uh, which drops a the file string sysstring drv.exe in the Windows system directory. That means for the systems infected with a Sony DRM rootkit that you cannot see the process, you cannot see the file listing, only a rootkit scanner which would be able to actually unmask the culprit. According to security firm Trend Micro, and apparently if the... Uh if the, the the Trojan horse basically is enacted on your PC, it will install an IRC backdoor on your, your Windows PC, making it vulnerable to all kinds of activity. So the thing that we were all sort of saying, like, well, it hasn't happened yet, but this could be used in a nefarious way that Sony had just sort of ignored is now happening. Oh, Sony hadn't ignored it. They'd gone out and said it's not dangerous. Well, that's true. Actually, you're no, you're right. You're right. I'm understating it to say they... I mean, they ignored fixing it. They did basically deny that it was dangerous. Yeah, they did. They basically said over and over to the media, this is not a threat. And now this is conclusive proof that, in fact, it is a threat. What do you, uh, 20 bucks, so the response is, we don't think this Trojan is that dangerous. <laughs> um, I'm not going to take that bet, but I will propose a side, a, an alternate bet, which is 20 bucks says they don't respond at all. Yeah, actually, that's probably a safer bet. Because with two new lawsuits pending now, I think they're going to have to uh, keep their mouth shut. Well, and that's the thing. There's so much going on around this. A couple of unmasking tools have been developed. Register is reporting on one from the UK security firm Sophos, uh, which would actually just prevent the rootkit from being installed, reinstalled, being used at all. So if you're worried about this at all... Then it'll disable it, too. Um, that, that's one way to go about it. But then, like you said, California, state of California, uh, possibly bring... Or possibly, or are they? Is that confirmed? They, they have filed it. They have filed the lawsuit... Mm-hmm. 
against Sony over the DRM. The EFF is putting together a drive to survey people that may be affected by it to see if they want to bring a class action lawsuit. Possibly they could even join the state of California in their class action lawsuit. It sounds like a second lawsuit may be filed in New York. Yep. And then, of course, there's the one that's been filed in Italy. So Sony is, is seeing trouble. Serious and trouble. Guess, guess who's worried? Who? Microsoft. Aww. They're concerned. They're concerned. They're concerned. According to an uh, eWeek article, Microsoft is concerned about rootkit features and CDs from Sony BMG artists yeah. and is evaluating the situation to see if any action needs to be taken by them. You think maybe they should be concerned about technology that is basically allowed to manipulate the Windows kernel and expose Windows PCs to risk. Veronica's over there just, just smile. Yeah, exactly, because we should clarify, I don't know if we have before, I think we have, that this doesn't happen. On a Mac and on Linux. <laughs> doesn't happen on Mac and Linux. It only happens if you, it only installs if you have auto run uh, right. enabled on a Windows machine. Right. So it takes advantage of a Windows feature. Yeah. So Microsoft, guess what? Yeah, you should be concerned. You should be concerned. I guess so. And you know what? You should put a stop to it. Well, if they can. If I mean, they can. who should put a stop to it is Sony. Well, yes. Obviously. <laughs> oh, that would be a wonderful battle royale to watch. Sony going up against Microsoft. Now, there's an idea. That. It's sort of like uh, celebrity deathmatch. <laughs> celebrity deathmatch <laughs> of technology companies. Microsoft saying, "We don't. We no longer allow Sony PCs to play in our or Sony <laughs> CDs to play in our." <laughs> we've DRM'd. We've DRM'd Windows to prevent Sony artists from being played on. Them. I like it. Yeah, that's the solution. And how about they keep um, Windows from running on BIOS? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, and that Let's kick it up another notch. Uh, you know, the, and honestly, that's the thing is we're joking around by the, uh, about this, but that is the logic behind most of these music companies approach to DRM. Yeah. Not Very every point. music company, but most of them. Mm-hmm. There's even a uh, a digital rights movement being formed. Uh, Register also reporting this, the National Consumer Council has lent its voice to pan-European calls for the music and film industries to stop treating consumers like pirates. So an organization called BEUC is launching a campaign backed by uh, Zuzana Roythova, a member of the European Parliament, to see consumers' digital rights enshrined in law. I think that this is absolutely awesome and is a huge development in the UK. They have been a little further along than us in terms of recognizing consumers' rights ahead of, of companies' rights. But this is just fantastic. They, they want a declaration of consumers' digital rights. They're saying that the music industry needs to stop suing P2P downloaders and to give the market a chance to evolve naturally into to sort of new distribution formats. They want, this is, this is fantastic. You should all read this register story. They want the following rights guaranteed for U- European consumers. The, they include, for example, the right not to be criminalized, the right to benefit from technological innovations without abusive restrictions, the right to the protection of privacy, right to choice, knowledge, and cultural diversity. I mean, just basically the right to be able to buy things in safety <laughs> with all of your other rights still intact. Yeah, and two months ago, I think this would have just fallen on deaf ears. It would right. have been another thing of preaching to the choir. I think now this rootkit situation has caught the attention of a lot of people who really didn't understand what the big deal was with DRM. Right. And if you have, if you didn't listen to our interview yesterday with Jason Schultz from the EFF, you should check out EFF Today. They have done kind of a deep dive into the end-user license agreement contained in the, that it comes along with these copy-protected CDs. So beyond the, the amazing action that is installing a rootkit without your knowledge, the EULA says some just 
phenomenal res- restrictions on your use. For example, you can't keep your music on any computers at work. If your house gets burgled or you lose your original CD, you have to delete all your digital music from your laptop. If you move out of the country, you have to delete your music. If you declare bankruptcy, you have to delete your music. Right. He mentioned that in our interview yesterday, and that one's just unfathomable yeah. what the logic is behind that one. Uh, you, have no, uh, you also have no right to transfer the music on your computer, even if you own the original CD. You can't change, alter, or make derivative works at all. Actually, if you're a fan of comedy, reading EULAs <laughs> is a great pastime. Especially because, this EULA. I mean, we, there, there are EULAs out there that, that rival this one. Uh, in their in their restrictiveness, but but they throw all this stuff in here, thinking like, hey, you know, nobody reads them, right. and to me, it's like speeding laws. They know that nobody's going to obey these things, so they use them to selectively enforce when they run up against something that maybe they can't prove that somebody stole music. Mm-hmm. So they've got these provisions as backups. But this stuff has just been creeping in mm-hmm. and getting more and more restrictive, and and frankly, I think that moves like this one in the UK are are really important because we have been allowing DRM to just gradually get stronger and stronger and more unacceptable. And even uh, a former uh, director of product marketing for Apple's pro applications department, according to Boing Boing, has blogged his thoughts about DRM saying he will never buy another DRM piece of music again, Mm -hmm. ever. This is awesome. And not even just music. I think he's saying nothing DRM, he'll never do it. Yeah. I will never spend another dime on content that I can't use the way I please. Yes, which I love. I think that is a fantastic pledge. It makes me want to look over my stuff and see how far I have fallen into the trap. Which, uh, which brings us to a question that we get quite often from some people saying, okay, great, so you say that copyright should change and that DRM should not be so restrictive. What's the alternative, right? Because these companies do need to make money. And right. that, I, that is the unfortunate reality of the economic system in which we live is that we can't just give everything away for free. It's driven by profit. So how does a company make money and stay in business and provide good music if, you, if everybody can steal everything? Well, one tiny step towards that is uh, Jack Holtzman, the founder of Elektra Records, who was one of the f- people who released the first Doors album way back in the day, has started a label called Cordless Recordings. They will not distribute any of their music by CD. Mm-hmm. And the cool part about it is that the bands get to keep the intellectual property rights of their songs. Cool. And that, that is the key here. They actually are releasing them as WMA files with D- DRM. So right. it's that not what I would question. consider the ideal. But the, the key here is that the artists get to keep the, the rights, I think, after six months they re- revert to the band, and the band can do whatever they want with the music. So after six months of selling the DMA or the, the DRM to WMAs, the band can choose to just give out the MP3s for free or, or, or change anything. That's cool. We should note, cool. by the way, that Shelby Bonnie, the CEO of CNET, uh, joined Warner Music Group's board earlier this week. So right. That's little, not why little, we're plugging little this. Little disclosure. But. But now, and the thing is, I don't think this is the best way to go. Because he is... Did, I don't know if you mentioned, but he is affiliated with Warner Music Group. So it's right. not like he's just a little indie guy. This isn't just starting an indie a little indie label. This is part of Warner, exactly. It's a big deal. Now, I think a better model is uh, audiolunchbox.com, yeah. which 100% compatibility with all portable music players, no extraneous software to download. You get your, your tunes in MP3 or Og Vorbis. Love it. And then you can do whatever you want with them. Love it. And here's the best part here's some of the bands Dolly Parton. 
Dan- Maybe not the first one to start with. Echo and the Bunny Man. Danger Doom. Uh, there's a couple others here. Bjork. I mean, I, I'm saying these not because they're the greatest artists in the world, Molly, but because they're recognizable. This isn't just, you know, like a bunch of kids in their basement. These are these big-name artists. Yes. Well, I've heard of Dolly Parton and Bjork. They're not that hip on those other ones. I'm sure other people have heard of some of the others. <laughs> I'm sure they have. I mean, Veronica I see your doesn't point. know Echo and the Bunnymen. I said you haven't heard of Echo oh, and the Bunnymen. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not that sorry. hip. That's okay. I'm not that hip. I see your point though that it's not. It's not just the most obscure of artists, which right. is I think everyone's immediate concern when they hear like, "Oh no, you can get great music at this one site," and they go, "Yeah, well." But then we are we going to hear that song on the radio? Then, then we have to end, mention Magnatune, mm-hmm. which has the best sub. Has the best tagline in the world. In the universe, yeah. Magnitude. We are not evil. <laughs> I will warn you, Magnitude. Google tried that we are not evil tone, too. Yeah. You never know what can happen in the future. We'll see what happens. And their deal is they're trying to take a shareware model mm-hmm. where you can try all the music before you buy it, complete MP3 albums from musicians, not snippets, and then uh, if you like what you hear, you can pay as little as five bucks for an entire CD. You can get a real CD or you can just download it. No DRM. Right. Which is very cool. So anyway, no there you go. There's a, there's a few and they, options. And they also say artists keep half of every purchase. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. And they keep all the rights to their music. Yeah, in both these cases, in uh, Audio Lunchbox as well, the artists keep the rights to their music. So there you go. There's, there's some options. We'll see if they work. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not assured they will work, but it's certainly a lot more consumer-friendly. And it's still benefits the artist right absolutely and it's a way for you to do this stuff without stealing because the trap that you sometimes fall into when you're arguing strongly against digital rights management is that you sound like you're saying people should steal music right which is not what we're saying right we're we're trying trying to find a way that this works for everyone okay we're gonna take a break we'll be back with a new torrents site for video ipod do teenagers favor i am over everything a little news about yahoo and your emails and voicemails Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Welcome back. Have you seen Podtropolis yet? I just saw it today, actually. Did you get a chance to look at it? Um, No, I read about it, (laughs) but I haven't gone there. But I think it's cool. Uh, I think somebody emailed me about it. I, the, the story is on slick.com. Oh, you know what? I saw it on dig.com. That, that's where I found it. Uh. But the, uh, the site is podtropolis.com, and it is a torrents collecting site with the aim to service the video iPod. See, I think this is awesome, because one thing I have noticed right off the bat, and interestingly enough, the, the panel that I'm moderating at the Podcast Expo is on search, one thing I've noticed is that it's really hard to search for video podcasts. Yeah, they're and not the, always differentiated from the audio ones. Now they have it broken down into TV shows, movies, music, and music videos. Mm-hmm. And right now, in their top twenty TV shows, are things like The Family Guy, Invader Zim, The Simpsons, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. So, I, I don't know how long they're going to be able to provide those kinds of shows. Yeah, some of this does not look how you say. Legal. But this is all torrents, and it's not P2P. Huh. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it looks a little gray area, but it's kind of nice to see video options. I think that's the biggest complaint about the video iPod right now is where do you get the stuff? 
Yeah. And well, you can get it through iTunes. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, even free stuff. You can get the, the video podcast through, uh, That's through true. iTunes. That's true. So, do uh, you want to go with the next Apple news? Uh, I think this is kind of interesting. The trademark, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has revealed that Apple has filed a patent for a system and method for creating tamper-resistant code. Now, the speculation is that this is so that they can basically lock OS X to Intel-based Macs. In other words, keep it on Macs that Apple sells instead of allowing you to take OS X and port it to your own PC that you buy, like a Dell or something like that. Right, exactly. Which, I don't know. I don't know. If you bought the operating system and it's based on on Unix, which it seems to be getting farther and farther away from that sort of open source route, <laughs> shouldn't you be able to monkey with it however you want? Well, now, hold on. Just just to point out, it's not never been open source. It's been Unix-based. Well, yeah. Unix is not open source. Oh, okay. True. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about this. I'm a little too anti-corporation right now to, uh, <laughs> to evaluate this objectively. It sounds to me like Apple is is playing the game of I need to protect uh, my my revenue stream from hardware at all costs. Right. And I so I need to force people if they want an Intel-based Apple to only buy it from me. Right. Which is Apple's potentially big mistake that they've always made with hardware and software. And you know what? Even if they go ahead and do this, I wonder if the marketplace will eventually par- pressure them to get back in the clone game. I don't know, maybe. I think the marketplace has been trying to pressure them to do that for a long time, but, yeah, but they seem perfectly happy with their little baby market share. Don't you think this will increase the pressure because it's so, I mean, it's so obviously right there? Before, yeah. it was harder to port because you had to come up with the architecture that they have now. It's just Intel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Jobs has certainly reversed himself before in the past due to pressure, for example, the video iPod. Yeah. Which he said he would never do. All right, the quick bits. AOL, maybe not so, uh, not such a hot commodity anymore, at least not for Yahoo. Yahoo soured on them. No, they did. They backed out. That's that's yeah. all we know. We don't yeah. know if they soured or if that just didn't work out. And they still want to be friends. Anyway, there was the the big war about who was going to buy stakes in in AOL between Yahoo, Google, and Microsoft. And it sounds like Yahoo maybe decided it's just not worth it to get into a a spending battle. Or maybe Google one of the other people has the upper hand. Yeah. You know, maybe that means somebody is going to buy it. We'll it's see. unclear why, but it says maybe the AP is saying that it's possible that Yahoo pulled out because Time Warner wants to retain a majority stake. Mm-hmm. So then Yahoo wouldn't have been able to buy a majority stake. Speaking of America Online, they commissioned a study of instant messaging trends and found that teenagers actually prefer or favor IM to email. So you email using people, you're already old-fashioned. <laughs> it's like you're living in the 30s. Get with it. Communicate by instant message. All about instant message. 33% of users send mobile IMs from their cell phones at least once a week wow. in this study. The kids of today. Yeah. In other news, Risk. You know that game, Risk. You love that game. I do love that game. I like it, too. Um, do you like Risk, Veronica? No. <laughs> well, two out of three podcasts. No. <laughs> and I like the... I have been known to play Risk online with my friends using a site called Warfish. Uh-huh. I've had my butt whooped by you. In that invite only. <laughs> so apparently... Um, I don't like Risk. Anymore. Someone named Zenchi has created a, a, a Risk like game based on Google the Google Maps API, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, although right now it's pretty limited. You, it's only single player, and if you want to play a multiplayer game, everyone has to be at your one computer. <laughs> so it's kind of like the board game version just on a screen. Yeah. 
So, so everybody has to be in the same room. That's so That's, lame. I know. We have, we have the internet now. We should take advantage of it. Well, I, I, now, I think it's just the first version. I think they intend to figure out how to make it be able to be played. But that's hard. It's hard to, to have multiplayer games over the internet. Yeah. What? I'm just saying maybe you don't it's, release it until it's Well, cool. for one person to make that happen. Okay. What? Don't release it? It's still fun. It's still fun to play around with. You but should if everybody keep it a decides secret? it's totally lame, it'll have a bad reputation by the time the cool version I comes out. I don't know out. if the person cares. I think they're just doing it for fun, aren't yeah. they? I mean, in terms of just plain hacking, cool. Yeah. Good on you. Uh, terms of service, uh, looking looking into the, the EULA uh, fans that type things that we were talking about earlier. Uh, Boing Boing has another post. Yesterday we talked about Verizon's uh, amazing restrictions on their Evdo terms of service. Here is Singular's use policy for UMTS HSPDA data service. Uh, ironically, Singular's small business page on Edge service is less forthcoming about the details of that particular service's terms. But basically, uh, you can only browse the internet, email, corporate internet access. Services cannot be used with server devices or host computer applications. Prohibited uses include but aren't limited to telemetry, (laughs) automated data feeds, continuous JPEG file transfers, web camera posting... What I love you is, can't do Flickr or Text America? Come on. Yeah, same as Verizon. Yeah, this sounds I love familiar. the idea that someone sits around in a room like a little think tank and they go, what would be cool? What would be cool stuff that you could do with your phone and your high-speed service? <laughs> Let's take it away. Yeah, exactly. And then they go, yep, no way, no way, no way, no way. This right. has made me want to um, get out of my Verizon contract, Yeah, actually. This whole thing that we talked about yesterday. But you know what? I'm in a singular contract. and Well, I'm thinking of changing to Sprint. Yeah? Yeah. Just because... Well, I've been Check thinking their about terms a lot. of service. Check they may have the same terms. We haven't looked at their terms of service yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll do for tomorrow. Veronica, look at their terms of service <laughs> and find it. I bet it, it reads like, exactly the same That sounds an awful lot like way. homework. It's a book report. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. I like doing boring stuff. <laughs> Tom loves homework. We got a call from Greg who has a question about Sony DRM, but it's not the question you might think he has. Oh. Hi, Tom and Molly. This is Greg. Um, I have a message about Sony and DRM, but nothing about music CDs. There was a report that I read on GamerAndy.com saying that Sony has registered technology to prevent discs from being played on more than one PS3. Um, And so what people are speculating is that Sony is doing this to sort of limit the used game sales and also limit the game rentals business and hopefully force more people to buy them. Of course, the official line from Sony is that they're preventing piracy, but that's kind of a joke given that piracy on video game systems isn't really that big a deal, and it certainly is not nearly as big a deal as uh, the music industry. Uh, That's it. Uh, Thanks. Listen in. Bye. Yes, I don't know how I missed this posting, but uh, Slashdot has this posting, and uh, we got an email from Craig with the link. Thank you, Craig. The Inquirer has an interesting piece about a new Sony patent on a technology that would prevent DVD disc media users from using their purchased discs in other machines. What? Oh, is this the one where they're trying to keep people, like, stop rental services, too? Yeah, so it would... would Theoretically, stop people oh. from being able to rent out games and no, and, no pre-owned games. And would as be you mentioned, it would stop piracy. But what you know, piracy in console games is pretty limited. Yeah, right. It's, it's a not lot very, harder to do. Yeah. Well, what it would it sounds like what it would possibly do is prevent you from going to EB Games and buying a used game, right? Yeah, presumably, depending on how it works. It's potentially it's pre-owned games. Hmm. 
What many well, unbelievable. While many are aware of the double profit companies make on pre-owned games, this would ensure the death of trading games between friends right. too. Like you right. couldn't just take your game over to a friend's house. Which, come on, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Sony! And that's there's a whole bunch of new companies coming out with Netflix-like things for video games. Also, and they couldn't work either. Yeah, presumably they wouldn't be able to. This is Sony. Just I am just continuously astonished at the degree to which Sony does not get it. All right, we got an email from Michael asking about G Office, which is an online office program. He was wondering if it's uh, Google related. It is not. It is an independent company. But what G Office is is it's just a, a word processor and spreadsheet that you use online, so you don't have to actually have the the content on your own uh, hard drive and or, or the programs on your own hard drive. And it's free. You can upgrade to a premium thing that's a dollar a month if you want to get like the ability to do a, a few more things. Uh, but it's very similar to what Microsoft is doing with their online version of Office, which has not launched yet, but is in beta. Hmm. Uh, we got an email from Leo with a little more Sony news, but not negative, actually. Um, our own David Carnoy wrote a column talking about how Sony has now essentially turned the PSP into a Wi-Fi TV. If you uh, get the latest version of it, the firmware, it has sort of a the ability to work like a sling box where you can send stuff from your TV to a PSP. Now that's cool. So Watching I can walk around with feed. my Sony PSP and just watch TV and where, wherever I am. It's not sort, sort of like sling box. Yeah, Carnoy says, you know, as I write this, I'm watching a live feed of CNN on my PSP. That, that is cool. That's way cool. Yeah, but now I don't see, care. And here's don't the, buy it. Here's the thing, too. <laughs> People have, have written in saying that we should, you know, we should stop doing this about Sony and stop covering Sony and stuff. The, the problem is the company doing uh, the PSP is a different, an entirely different division it's from the company division. doing Sony Music CDs. Yeah. So, I mean, it is all the same company at the top. And you will, and you will see. I mean, it's not like the PSP has been totally DRM-free. I mean, this is the company that has been cracking down on homebrew, homebrew applications for the PSP. And third-party commercial applications, but there has been there have been internal uh, debates within Sony between the electronics division and the music division over digital rights management because Sony was putting out CD burners, right? And and the electron the music division said, "Stop it! You're contributing to piracy." It's the same company. So, right. you know, this is this is a behemoth of a company. If you hurt one part, you're not necessarily hurting the other. I'll tell you though, it's pretty interesting because there are comments even on. There were comments on the column that I wrote about this, and there are comments even on David Carnoy's column saying, I don't care. Because of the rootkit issue, I won't buy a Sony TV. I won't buy a Sony DVD player. I won't buy a PSP. I mean, there are several comments on this column to that effect. Yeah, and the, you know what? That's that's perfectly reasonable. Yep, that that so. is your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little knowledge about how big of a company you're dealing with here. Not trying to dissuade people from taking whatever action they feel is reasonable and necessary. <laughs> Uh, you want you got to read Sakrishna's email. <laughs> Do you have it there? No, I don't have it up. You pull oh, it up. Okay, I got to pull it up. Then it's hilarious. Sakrishna wrote us and just nice note, just thanking us for the for the buzz videos and for the podcast. Uh, and he had a question um, on the November 9th podcast. Molly said she was hungry. So is it lunchtime or is Molly just usually a hungry person? <laughs> oh no, it's definitely lunchtime. <laughs> it's lunchtime. Uh, and yeah. also, I am sort of. A we are the hungry people. Yes. All of us, all three of us. We are the hungry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks again for posting at our forums. Yes, please continue to do so. Forums.cnet.com. We got an email saying the link was not working, but it is working. Yeah, you have to type in forums.cnet.com, not 
Dot forums dot right, exactly. It's just, just Also, you can always email us, buzz at cnet.com, or give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET. Thanks. Bye. Bye.